Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast presented by CVG. I'm your host, Sarah Brookbank. I hope you guys are ready for another jam-packed episode because we have three guests on the podcast today. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CVG, our title sponsor, Crew Consulting, our digital sponsor, and our episode sponsor, Haran. Like I said, we've got three guests. Up first, I will talk with Jess Averhart, our keynote speaker for the Women's Initiative 14th Annual Breakfast, sponsored by PNC Bank. That event is coming up this week on Thursday, February 16th, and you can still register for that event at nkychamber.com slash wibreakfast23. After that, I'll introduce you all to Pardosa Hassan, the owner of Layla Urgent Care, which just opened up in Hebron. Then Ashley Dubois is back to host NKY at work. She is joined by Kareem Simpson of the Northern Kentucky Community Action Commission and Sparklight Creative Group. So I will not waste your all's time. Let's go meet our members of the week, hear from our sponsors, and Ashley and I will be back here with your guests. CVG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 nonstop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Hi, everyone. I am joined by Jess Averhart, who is our keynote speaker for the upcoming Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast, sponsored by PNC. Jess, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Sarah, thank you for having me. I love this invitation. This might be the highlight of my day, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, awesome. And I hope it can be the highlight of our listeners' days, too. So, Jess, tell me a little bit about you and about your background and what you do. Ooh, it's just such a big question. Me, my background, what I do. Um, you know, I think today, like we're, we're, we're recording this in January, just a few weeks before the time I'm, I'm with you all in Northern Kentucky. My world, my work really is focused around women and their potential, right? A lot of times people talk about women and women's empowerment. And I, I am all those things too. But I really, at the core of it, is like their potential, their potential to be great citizens in the community, their potential to be great mothers and daughters and, and partners and uh, CEOs and uh, entrepreneurs. Like, what is the potential of that? And I love to sort of like stir that up a little bit and see if we can push, push, push. Um, my background, I, I started out very close to you all um, at GE Aviation. When I worked there, it was GE Aircraft Engines in Cincinnati, right out of school in finance, worked my way around, worked in partnership with the Bengals down there, um, and, and moved around sort of in the sports industry for a couple of years, and then made my way to North Carolina. So I was born and raised just hours from you all, and have a real um, heart for the Midwest and for this this area and for the 
the people of, of that area because everybody has their flavor, right? So I'm excited to come back and just going to feel like coming home a little bit. Yeah, that is so exciting. And so when you are presenting at Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast, like you said, you're about women's empowerment. So what can people kind of expect from your presentation? Yeah, I, you know, well, first of all, I'm going to have some fun because I love to be in places and create good energy and I love to be in good energy. So the very first thing people should expect is like, don't miss it. You have a good time and you're going to feel like, gosh, if you missed it, you're going to hear from people and they'll be like, oh, you should have been there. So she's gonna, we're going to have some fun. And uh, I'm also going to be very intentional about challenging us into our potential, this idea of repeating or evolving. And, you know, I'll talk about that, that every day we have two choices to repeat or evolve. And that choice lives with us. So I'm going to explore that a little bit. Um, I, I also am currently, so this is hot off the presses. I'm starting to write about it now. I'm in a four-part series of like really thinking deeply about this. I'm really curious about performance culture and like this need to just always be on and perform. And what does that mean? And why? And, um, you know, what are the, why is that good? Maybe in some places and maybe what's the shadow of all of that where it can get us stuck. So I, I, um, I have my talk developed, but I am in the process of adding a few new thoughts, um, that will probably be dropped with you all for the very first time. So that is very exciting. That is awesome. And uh, I kind of love the idea that you're changing it up and you're you're still developing it, even though we're only a couple months out. I'm excited to see it. Um, your big thing is reinvention. You yes. uh, have done the reinvention road trip. And in fact, your presentation is called The Power of Reinvention, How to Stay Relevant and Personally Inspired in the Workplace. And I think that is something really important, especially uh, nowadays, we're talking about this burnout we're talking about ways that we can feel connected with our work um, and not feel stressed about it. So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I think let's start with the definition of reinvention. Okay. So, you know, if you literally, if you looked it up, I just happened to have it memorized because it's my work. Um, reinvention is the act or process by which something has changed so much that it appears entirely new. So the action or process by which something's changed so much that it appears entirely new. The world went through a reinvention by force a couple of years ago. Um, and because of that, it trickled down. Everybody by de facto had to reinvent themselves, become entirely new in order to survive, in order to stay mentally strong, in order to stay physically strong. We had to figure out ways to do it in a way that was new and different and that worked for us in our schedules with kids running around and lunches changing and all the things that we had to do or we're an essential worker and we had to carry more on our backs because other people were at home just everything changed and so my talk in in this idea about staying personally inspired in the workplace is really like in this new market in this right. new world with this new lens because how we stayed inspired in 2019 2018 was different and is different than how we're going to stay connected to our work how we're going to stay connected to our why, how we are going to stay inspired around our goals that are five, 10 years down the road. All of that shifted a little bit. And the question is, are we compelled or to go backwards and like relive the glory days? Or are we, are we motivated more to explore what this new thing is, what your new self might look like? And I'm doing that literally in real time. There's, I'm making choices and decisions in my business literally in the last couple of weeks that would not have been choices I would have made a year ago. I am 
actively pursuing my fulfillment, actively pursuing the work that I want to do. And it means saying no to things that on the surface seem obvious. So how do you stay personally inspired? We're going to explore that a little bit, but it's all through the lens of reinvention and knowing that no one escaped that. Everybody is fundamentally different today than they were before. And how do you be your best self in that moment? Yeah, that sounds incredible. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite events every year of the chamber hosts. And one other thing before I let you go, um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, but the theme of Women's Initiative Annual Breakfast this year is stronger, wiser, better together. What does that theme mean to you? Oh man, well, we're all going to be together. So the together is easy because we'll look around and just feel the energy of what it really does mean to be stronger and wiser together. Going to be at small tables, right? Everybody's on the table. That's going to feel force multiplied. Then we'll look around and we'll be in this room that will feel more force multiplied. It would be an impossibility, I think, to leave that space and not feel stronger, wiser because of the connections, the conversation, and the hopefully my talk, right? And better together, stronger together. Like that, that is uh, going to be an outcome of the talk, right? It's not so much a let's work on it and do it in 90 days. It's like, no, right now in this moment, as soon as people walk out those doors, that should be how they feel. And um, I love this theme. I think it is beautiful. I think women, when we come together in, in ways like this, like a breakfast, it can be extraordinarily powerful. And because of that, then the community wins. Yeah. I agree. I do not think I could have ever said those words like that, but Jess, that was beautiful. Thank you. Well, no, this is a pleasure. You said this was going to be easy, Sarah. You were not kidding. This is a little fun conversation. Ask me more, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So um, before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to share with our podcast viewers and listeners today? Oh, gosh. Well, if you haven't purchased your ticket, please do um, join us. Join me. I, I love these events and I am really into it. So like, I will be running around. I probably will not eat. I will try to meet as many people as I possibly can. Um, I want to know you. I want to hear your stories. If I have time to do that, I want to hear it. Uh, it's a space to be present. And so I look forward, it's just in a couple weeks. So I look forward to seeing you all and um, meeting you all and staying connected long after the breakfast ends. So yeah. thanks for the invite for today. Yes, of course. And so for our viewers and listeners who um, have not already registered for annual breakfast sponsored by PNC, that is taking place once again on Thursday, February 16th from 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And you can register now at nkychamber.com slash events or nkychamber.com slash wibreakfast23. And Jess, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media, where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now, let's meet our members of the week. Whitehorse Freight has a vision to build the most opportunistic environment for our sales force to succeed by creating long-lasting relationships. Nostalgic Garage is trying to bring back a lost era, not only by rebuilding automobiles, but by adding current-day technologies to assist with safety and convenience. Reese Resource Exhibit and Event Services plans and produces events for overwhelmed professionals short on time and resources.
whether it's refurbishing a tired commercial or industrial space to providing construction and maintenance services, Bainham Solutions has their customers' most valued assets covered. Economic Development Group is focused on helping companies and communities develop and implement practical economic development strategies aligned with growth priorities. Hi everyone, today on the podcast I am joined by Fardosa Hassan, who is the owner of Layla Urgent Care, which is recently opened in Hebron. Fardosa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about you and about your business. So. My business name is Layla Urgent Care. Um, we started back in September of last year as a telehealth. And then we seen that the community needed more in-person services and um, we decided to change the business name from telehealth to urgent care. Um, the name Layla Urgent Care is now um, what we've been known for. Um, we have a lot of services that we provide for the community um, from COVID vaccine to COVID test and the sport physical and so on. Um, we also see younger kids from age two and up. So that helps um, a lot of the parents that can go and see their primary care right when their kids get sick. Um, we are located in Hebron, um, very quiet area, but um, it's easy to find. Yeah. And that area is growing so much, so it's so nice that there is an urgent care facility uh, right there for that community that is growing very yes, quickly. Yes, and I hear that a lot. Um, my patient and their family will come and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for opening urgent care here. We really need one in this area. So we are very excited to be able to serve with that community. Yeah, that is so great. And tell me a little bit about, uh, so you used to do telehealth and now you've pissed pivoted, excuse me, to this permanent location that you have. Why Why did you make the change? Um, well, like I said earlier, that a lot of our decision had to do with patient reaching out and seeing, we wanna see you in person, can we do it? And many of our services, we can do it via telehealth uh, from you know, patient be at their home, at their own comfort home. But there's certain things that we need to see people, like if we need to do the COVID vaccine right. or COVID test, or um, if a child is complaining of ear pain, so we need to be able to look at their ears. It's those kind of services, it has to be in person. Um, and being an urgent care, you have to be able to be accessible for the patient. So we decided let's have um, an office where we can serve everyone. So you guys are celebrating your grand opening. By the time this podcast will air, it, it will have been open, but you guys are looking forward to that this weekend. Yes, um, we'll be open this weekend, February 4th. Um, we are super excited. We're gonna have a, um, the ribbon cutting ceremony. So, um, and just kinda meet the community. Um, we'll have uh, our staff there to introduce themselves to the, um, the community people that come in and you know join the open house so we are very excited um yeah that is awesome and it's been a journey one of the things i thought that you said before we started filming was really interesting is how involved you want to be in the community yes yeah, so i am from somalia east africa um i speak somali arabic um and of course english <laughs> but um one of the reasons that I wanted to open this urgent care and hoping in the future to expand it to more of a primary care, but um, the reason that I wanted to open is to be able to help um, those who are non-English spokers um, 
you know, we have equal access um, opportunity, but if you have that language barrier, um, it's not necessarily equal. And I want to be able to tell um, those who don't speak the language, hey, if you are Somali or you speak Somali, you speak Arabic, um, I'm a provider, I'm here for you. Um, whenever they can't get to their uh, primary care, um, I'm accessible to them. Yeah. So, and um, in the future, we are hoping to expand and be able to work with different um, health care in the Northern Kentucky, just to be able to reach out to those who are um, language literacy, there's a gap of that. Yeah, that is such an important service. Uh, you, one of the phrases you used earlier was filling that gap yes. that we have in the community as we're seeing a big immigrant population grow in Northern Kentucky. Yes, um, I moved here back in 2011 compared, you know, if you look at the comparison from 2011 today, there has been a bigger growth when it comes to becoming diversity. Um, you know, I started school, whenever I go to school, 90% of the time I'll be the only um, Muslim or the only covered up girl in that class. But today, if you go into the school, you'll see that diverse. Mm -hmm. And it's really great to, to be able to see that, you know, there is that familiar face that somebody that, you know, has the same background as you and they are here in the healthcare field. People are more perceptive to come in and seek that medical necessity mm -hmm. um, that sometimes um, they kind of like, oh, you know, I'll get over with it. What's the point? If I go to the doctor, they're probably going to go call interpreter and this and that. And sometimes it's, it's one of the reasons why people who don't speak the language don't want to go to their doctor or right. to urgent care. Um, seek that health uh, services because it takes you so long um, for them to receive that service. And it's not that people, um, like, it's not that people um, not trying, but it's just because that language barrier, there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump in order to get that service. So I'm hoping that I can um, let them know, like, I'm here and I will be able to help you as much as I can because one, I speak the language, and two, we have the same background. And yeah. it, it comes to the background a lot of time. If they are more you know, familiar to where you came from, they are more trusting right. than if you are, you know, they come in and they're like, I really don't feel like going there because it's longer process, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and you have that shared background, you have a shared experience that really, I'm sure, helps you make connections with these patients that are coming in that are yes. maybe unfamiliar with where they are or learning the area, and you're here yes. to help guide them yes. and take care of their health Yes, <laughs> and, and I'm hoping that, you know, in the future that we can work with other healthcare services in Northern Kentucky to, to be able to help this community, the immigrant community that, hey, um, we hear you and we want to listen to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that is so important and it's such a beautiful story. On top of the fact that it's just great that you're opening an urgent care in Hebron, you have this layer that is helping the community in a way that, you know, we don't really see very often. Yes, and we are very, very excited about it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so, great. Um, we will have like our website and phone number and everything. Yeah, and if there's a way for people to get in touch with you, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Uh, just calling the office or um, we have, we try to make our service really easy for people to come in. And on the website you have where you can make an appointment 
So that way you don't really have to do the whole calling and you know somebody not being there to answer your call. You can make an appointment via the internet or um, with that you can also do if you can say I want a virtual versus in person. We have both options up uh, on the website. Also you can call um, to make an appointment. So there's two ways. Um, whichever one you want. Oh, well, great. Well, Fardosa, thank you so much for joining us today. Before I let you go, is there anything else you want to share about Layla Urgent Care or yourself or um, anything else? We are very excited being able to serve the community and we just look forward to take care of you and your families. Well, great. Well, Fardosa, thank you again. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. My name is Ashley Dubois, and I serve as the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion here at the Northern Kentucky Chamber. I am joined by my host, Kareem Simpson. Kareem, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and how long you've been in Northern Kentucky? Sure. Uh, my name is Kareem Simpson. I'm the Director of Fatherhood at the Northern Kentucky Community Action Commission. Um, I am a lifelong, uh, or excuse me, I was born in Northern Kentucky. I was born in Newport, uh, raised in Covington. Only been away from the area for about four and a half years uh, during the Army. Oh, okay. So when you left, you knew you wanted to come back. Well, I didn't know I wanted to come back, but I did come back because my family was here. And okay. I, knew, uh, I knew I needed to still, there was still a, a, a narrative to be written for me in Northern Kentucky. Oh, can you tell us a little bit about that narrative and how that has led you to this current role at the Community Action Commission? Sure. Um, so I... Uh, Throughout, when I came back from the Army, um, that was another lifetime ago, um, I was able to do a lot of different careers. I went back to school. Um, I was in the for-profit realm for a long time, but uh, nonprofit was the calling for me. Um, I actually started my quote-unquote nonprofit career and getting the, my feet wet, actually working at the Kent County Public Library um, more than 20-some-odd years oh, ago. Oh, wow. Uh, and so I went to the Army, came back. Say, well, let me try this nonprofit stuff again, or or this kind of social community kind of engagement um, piece. So I I worked at a couple different places, community action uh, agency in Cincinnati, and um, also kind of found my space, my real my real footing back home, actually in Northern Kentucky Community Actions Commission, which I am a product of. I went to Head Start in oh. 1980 something. Look at that! <laughs> I like the something. Yeah. the something at the end. <laughs> Okay, and so the role that you currently hold is fatherhood. Why is that so important to our community right now? Like, why do we still need that in 2023? So one of the things that has been um, pretty traditional in social service as a whole is um, there hasn't been the uh, space carved out specifically for dads. Um, social mm -hmm. services has been uh, traditionally kind of mom-centric, which isn't a bad thing, but it leaves like half of the equation out, right? Yeah. So um, there is, a, there's always been, or for the past like probably 15 or so years, it's been a, a, an initiative on the federal uh, level to um, to include fathers in, in, in programming. So we were lucky enough to um, get a federal grant um, to provide fatherhood services to our dads here in Northern Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Is it going well? Are we getting a lot of interest in this area? We're getting a super amount of interest. <laughs> um, things definitely took a change during COVID. We wrote the grant pre-COVID. We saw in COVID that, and that's with a lot of our programs, that you can't run your program the same way that you um, did pre-COVID after COVID. There's, people have a lot of different uh, interests, a lot of different um, uh, 
uh, expectations and a lot of different choices to make money and to spend their time. Yeah. So uh, it's going well. Uh, I, I love the interaction. I love seeing the fathers actually say, oh, my God, you got a space for me. I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's great. And, it's, and we work with them over a 12-week period. So um, I, I, it's more uh, of you see the change. You see a little bit of change in, in them for the better. I love that. And so what other ways are you involved in the community? Because I'm sure to have a role like this, you have to get out of your office and go into the community and interact with some of our, uh, our constituents in a very different kind of way. We can't sit and do this work behind our desk. So what other ways do you get involved in the community? So I, love, I really love community service. Um, I've been uh, lucky enough to be placed on a couple of different boards uh, of, around the region. Um, I sit on the uh, Planning Commissioning Board for Kenton County. I sit on the board for uh, the Covington Partners. Also, um, Community and Restorative Justice, I sit on their board. Uh, this past election season, I was elected um, to the Covington School Board, so I'm super excited yes, about that. Congratulations! I Thanks. <laughs> I did. Gra I graduated from um, Holmes High School, which is a Covington Independent School, so it's great to, to give back. And also, since uh, about 2004, I've ran my own personal and professional um, consulting business called Sparklight Creative Group, where I actually target minority-owned businesses and um, veteran-owned businesses to help them get to the next level of success. Yeah. Um, with your with your business entity. What was going on at that time where you said, we need this and I have something that I can now give to the community? So uh, it started, like I said, in 2004. Um, I was working at the, at the library uh, and I saw that there was, I'm gonna date myself, there was a need for people to learn how to use the computer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in 2004-ish, um, and how to actually create resumes on, on the computer, how to use Microsoft Word, how to use the internet. So um, there were, the library was offering classes to do all of those things, but there were certain, there were uh, individuals that wanted a little bit more or, or weren't comfortable coming to the library. So that's kind of where it started. And then um, it kind of just kind of snowballed from there. And I, I, I mean, I look at some of the business, I do business plans, uh, I look at some of the businesses that I've created, uh, black owned outerwear, I created their business plan. Um, downtown Cincinnati, black, black in their uh, coffee lounge. Their coffee lounge, um, yeah. Left Bank Coffee House. Um, oh, I didn't know I, that. I did their business plan. Uh, Chad Creative House of Art and Design. Uh -huh. We had uh, them on the podcast. Cactus Pear, which is oh, I did. I did their wow. business plan. Um, Sloan Fashion Boutique, Inspired Fashion. Oh, yeah. um, all of those. So I just see them succeeding, and it's not that I made them succeed made them the success, they made themselves the, success, the successful. I just helped them take the first step. Yeah. And so that's, it's, it's kind of, it's been giving me chills just thinking about it. That's amazing. That's a pretty interesting resume you got over there. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. And so with your group, you went on this journey to start collecting data, which for me is a six love language. Like, I don't understand how we left that one out. But what made you want to do it, and what do you hope to get from that information? Uh, I wanted to, so the so the uh, data that you're speaking of, I'm going to be releasing a uh, report on um, Northern Kentucky black business. Uh, so basically the state of Northern Kentucky black business. And everyone's kind of been tiptoeing around. We do have some uh, reports of kind of Cincinnati black business. Um, we... We, as a Northern Kentucky region, region traditionally gets kind of left out, uh, carved out a lot of uh, the narratives. I mean, we, uh, 
we our backs are to Kentucky, which is kind of hard. So you get a lot of uh, coverage in Lexington and Louisville, Cincinnati. I mean, I, I love Cincinnati. Half of my family lives in Cincinnati, but we're kind of like the, the stepchild of Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> so their backs are to us. So we kind of get carved out. But we have a very rich, very strong, um, very traditional history of Black-owned businesses here in Northern Kentucky. And people don't realize that. Yeah. And so I got tired of waiting for other people to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going I'm to help to get it done. There I'm going to do it. And so we, do you have a date for the release? Um, it will be by the end of February. Okay, so if people would like to get in touch with you and maybe learn more or even help with the business plan, can you tell them maybe how to reach you on both platforms? Yeah, that's okay. Definitely. Um, My website is the the easiest. It's www.sparklightcreates.com. You can reach me at SparklightCG on both uh, Insta and Twitter. Okay, perfect. Anything else that we should know? Anything else you have coming up besides the date, which I'm really excited for. So... Anything else that we can help you promote? Uh, lastly, uh, I did start a uh, Black Business Boot Camp, a four-week boot camp. Uh, last <laughs> night was our first night, so we have about six six entrepreneurs uh, that I'm going to take them through the process of opening their business and creating the business plan. Each one of the after these four weeks, uh, uh, we meet once a week, uh, one day, one night a week, and after those four weeks. Um, they're going to have their very own business plan. I love that. So, That's um, awesome. I'm really, really excited. And I get to talk to them about uh, some of the pitfalls of uh, of going into business. Yeah, because that's very important. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. And thank you for inviting me. Yes. I really appreciate it. Anytime. That. We'll have to bring you on back after the data and really talk about what it looks like. Maybe we do a year in review. Like, what is going on now one year later as you have these boot camps? Okay. You, you want that data? Yes. You, you, you I want I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be amazing. Okay. This is going to be awesome. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you. And we thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of NKY at Work. I am Ashley Dubois, and this has been my amazing host, Kareem Simpson. Hi, I'm Shannon Schumacher, account executive, Kentucky market leader. At Haran, we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it with laser focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience. Thank you all for joining us on another long episode of the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing from all of today's great guests. Don't miss out on the Women's Initiative 14th Annual Breakfast, Stronger, Wiser, Better Together on Thursday. You can still register for that event at nkychamber.com slash events or nkychamber.com slash wibreakfast23. Thank you again to our podcast sponsors, CVG, Crew Consulting, and Haran. Finally, if you are a member who would like to be featured on the podcast, or if you're interested in becoming a member of the Northern Kentucky Chamber, please reach out to Lynn Ablin. Or if you're interested in sharing your workforce strategies and resources on NKY at Work, please reach out to Nancy Spivey. You can find both of their contact information on the screen in front of you or on our website at our staff directory. Thanks again for joining us. I'll talk to you all next week.